Most agents take off during the summer months, and that's when you take over. Make hay while the sun shines. Today, we're gonna to talk about your summer takeover. What can you do from a marketing standpoint? What are the marketing power moves that you can implement this summer to absolutely dominate your local real estate market? When other agents begin to loosen their grip, relax their efforts, go into travel and vacation mode, how can you double down in your business? Now, I'm not saying you can't take vacation or travel or anything like that, not at all. In fact, knock yourself out, have a wonderful summer. However, your marketing is not eligible for days off. Your marketing never punches the clock. That's the trick, that's the secret sauce, is having a plan in place so your marketing never stops. Even when you're off, it's on. Building your brand, establishing your funnel, your pipeline, attracting business all the time. This is a market takeover. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana. I'm your host and I'm glad you're here. If you're new to the channel, please make sure to hit that big red subscribe button and there's a bell right next to it that if you tap it, you'll get notified whenever we publish new videos, new podcasts, just like this one right here. So you're the first to know and therefore the first to take action on the ideas. So without further ado, let's jump into our topic and talk about how you're gonna start taking things over in your local marketplace this summer. Now, as I get into the topic, we're gonna to explore four different power moves that are designed from a marketing standpoint to position you as the top agent in your local marketplace. When others are slacking off or letting their grip loosen, we're doubling down to grow your market share. First up, you need to market your face off to the neighbors around your sales on the buy side and the sell side. And that's gonna be more than just a just sold postcard to the nearest 50 doors around the sale. I want you to really commit double down to working the neighbors around your sales. Commit to the season. Uh, it's a huge mistake to me when agents fail to capitalize on the momentum created by actually having a sale. Because if, if it's the buy side, if it's the sell side, either way, you're doing the thing people think you do. You have momentum, so don't squander the momentum, leverage the momentum in your marketing by positioning yourself for the consideration of anybody who may be in the market or soon to be in the market to list their properties or refer somebody or talk and make the recommendation that the people who are looking to sell might work with you. So a couple of things to think about. One, I typically will see if anybody is gonna work the neighbors around a sale, they typically only do it around the listing side. Why? You should work it for the buy side and the sell side. If you sold a property in an area that you could grow your footprint and grow your business in, why not? Buy side and sell side. The second mistake I see is it's just not enough. Maybe it's one postcard to the neighbors, not even all the neighbors as if that's gonna do the trick, that was all it took. And, and in some cases, it may be all that's necessary to get the listing because that person was so in market and the timing was so good that you capitalized on the momentum of the sale. But my advice is to commit for the season. In advertising, there is a principle known as the rule of seven. And it says effectively that it takes seven pieces of communication or a customer has to see your messaging seven times before they're ready to take action. One postcard just isn't gonna be enough. What's your game plan to commit for a longer period of time for a season, so a month, two, three months from now, as intent grows, you're still there, still positioning yourself as that agent who should be the one receiving all the listings. I can guarantee you most agents aren't willing to work this hard. They're just not. And to me, I'm like, what a waste. You did the thing people hire you to do, so leverage it for the season. 
If you want to get more listings and more opportunities this summer, work the neighbors around your sales. And I'm not suggesting it's just a matter of postcards because you'd be like, Jason, if I sell this many houses and I'm going to market for three months or longer or to the neighbors around those sales, that's a lot of postcards. And that could get out of control like a runaway train in terms of my marketing spend very, very quickly. And I don't mean just postcards. Postcards are great. However, we all know they can be cost prohibitive. And so explore other channels like targeting on social media like next door, like door knocking, like circle prospecting, like slide broadcast potentially, like obey the rules from an advertising standpoint, but go multi-channel, work your options, work your listings, market your face off to the neighbors around your sales. Next up on my list is to step up your game on social, specifically build your brand with video. We are continuing to see the impact of video marketing and social media in terms of building and attracting consideration for your business. It's a world of influencers. Are you a local influencer? In fact, on our last episode, we talked all about this. How are you building fame assets to attract consideration for your personal brand as an agent in your local marketplace? This summer to me is a perfect opportunity to absolutely commit and double down to leveraging video content because if you're making content, you can start using that content. In fact, that content could be what you use in paid advertisements targeting the neighbors around your sales, potentially because you get what your content attracts. I would be remiss if I did not make the recommendation to absolutely crush it with video this summer to build your brand because there's no better marketing medium on the planet that can create consideration for who you are, what you do, why you do it, how you do it different from everybody else than video. This is a know you like to trust your business and there's no marketing medium like video that can elicit that sense of, I know you, I like you, I trust you, like video. So double it down. In particular, the kinds of videos I would encourage you to think about are as follows. When it comes to short form vertical videos, reels and so forth, I would be making a lot more talking head videos where you demonstrate your expertise, you're the knowledge broker, it's market advice, market tips, market news, you showing people that you know what you're talking about and you're a pro on a consistent basis and then also property tour videos. Uh, vertical videos. So I'm imagining property tour videos where you're grabbing your phone, maybe you're using a, a gimbal like a DJI Osmo or some kind of a stabilizer so it's a smooth shot and you're literally selfie style walking people through properties, showing and selling homes. It's a kind of a social proof layer. At the end of the day, the consumer thinks that, you know, showing and selling homes is kind of what you do. And so if you can have videos that show you doing what they think you do, it's going to be self-fulfilling in the sense that because they see you doing what they presume you do, it's going to be self-fulfilling in that they hire you to do the thing they think you do. Showing and selling properties. So buy side, list side, make videos. The two videos are knowledge broker pro tips where it's direct cam talking head kind of content and property tours. Let me see you in action showing and selling properties. And we're talking about short form vertical videos. And so that means I'm talking about a lot of content. What's going to be your system and strategy to absolutely throw a lot of content against the wall. One or two of these every now and again is not gonna build a brand. We're talking about like a reel a day to keep the doctor away, kind of an idea. If you look at the fastest growing accounts on social media, like on Instagram, for instance, most of these folks are publishing at least one reel a day, and then they're layering on top of that maybe a photo or a carousel or some other kind of content, but they're paying dues one reel a day. So how can you work smarter? 
in your video creation? Well, if you're touring properties and you're out in the field with a gimbal, just grabbing footage, you can use the green screen effect so I can superimpose you over top of the video whereby the consumer gets used to seeing you inside of properties, creating that association of you selling and showing properties. You can also make use of the voiceover feature whereby you can narrate what they're seeing as you're touring through properties. That's an efficient way to make a lot more video with a lot less time committed to the process of making video. As far as the talking head videos are concerned, the best always batch. Schedule a day, maybe once a week, every other week, every month, and knock out a bunch of videos at once so you're not constantly behind the eight ball trying to keep up making videos. My point is there's never been a better time than now to leverage social and leverage video to build your brand because this is a business predicated on trust. And if you're leveraging video, the ultimate marketing medium, there is nothing like it that can create and cultivate this sense of, I know you, I like you, I trust you. So step up your game on social. Hey, you know there's no benefit in being a secret agent. You gotta position yourself to win buyers, win sellers, win referrals, win business, because this is business. And with business comes the need to create customers. And if that's you and you're realizing, hey, I gotta double down on my marketing. I need to absolutely get the skills and training to make my marketing better. Make sure to check out our new courses called Marketing Pro, where we have courses that will help you build your footprint on Google, build your footprint on social, leverage email to reach and nurture your database contacts and your leads. If that's you and you need to absolutely dial in and improve your process around marketing, click the link in the description to learn more about Marketing Pro. Now, the third power move for you positioning this summer to take over all the market share is arguably the most important of all the four that we're talking about, the four power moves, and that is to work your database like there's no tomorrow. Now, when I say database, I mean your contacts, the people who know you and you know them, past clients, sphere of influence contacts. We know per the National Association of Realtors that between half and two thirds of all deals, buy side and list side, Identify the agent they hire to help them buy a property, to help them list and sell a property by way of repeat or referral. Your database is arguably your number one source of business, so work it like there's no tomorrow. So what does it mean to work your database? Well, that means you need a plan, a marketing plan whereby you position yourself as the competent expert. And you might be thinking like, well, hey, these are my past clients. They're, they already bought a house. They already sold a house. They're no longer in the, in the marketplace. That's a transactional mindset, not a relational mindset. The trick is you don't know when your database contacts may be thinking about buying or selling per se, or maybe talking to somebody about you who's thinking about buying or selling. And so the trick is to market like it matters all the time because you don't know when the time might arise for that opportunity to come to you. And if you're out of touch, if you're not staying connected, you're not in position to be the one reaping the rewards of that relationship. This is not a transactional mindset. This is a relational mindset. So work your database like there's no tomorrow. Now I'm not saying like be overly salesy. Hey, you wanna buy this one? How about this one? You wanna buy this house? You wanna sell your house today? I'm not suggesting you should be overly salesy about it. I'm simply suggesting you should demonstrate expertise. We've talked about this on the show before that ultimately, the service that you're being hired to perform is predicated on your expertise, your real estate expertise, your ability to bring about a successful closing or sale of a property. It's about your expertise. And so what if you got really, really consistent in terms of marketing and creating content that was demonstrating your expertise all day, every day? And then what if you use that content as part of your nurture plan, emails, social media, paid advertisements whereby they see you on social, reaching out with phone calls to schedule an annual equity update. There are a lot of ways 
that we could put on the table to work your database. I've done numerous shows on just that topic, whether it's one-to-one communications or one-to-many marketing communications or all the above, which is my preference. My advice to you right now is, be in relationship this summer with your database contacts. Yes, they're gonna be traveling, but that doesn't mean you get to fall out of touch. Now's the time to go deep, cultivate relationships, and put yourself at the top of the hill in terms of being the one to reap the rewards of all the referrals, all the repeat opportunities. And the only way you do that is by working your database like there's no tomorrow. And when I say working your database, I don't mean like working them over to exploit them for deals or begging or being overly pushy. I mean working them in the sense of continually adding value so that when the time arises to buy, sell, invest, or refer, it's you and nobody else. Finally, your fourth power move to focus your marketing efforts on this summer to build your business, build your brand, is to concentrate hard on your geographic farm, your target market area, and do so by going multi-channel. So in other words, when I say geographic farming, I don't just mean sending postcards. I send just listed, just sold, local happenings. I don't mean just postcards, I mean multi-channel. And here's why. In human psychology, there's a principle known as the frequency illusion, and it has applications from a marketing standpoint. And what the frequency illusion effectively says, again, in a marketing context, is that when a customer is exposed to the marketing communications of a, of a brand or of a business through a variety of different channels, not just postcards, but maybe postcards and email, and I don't know, billboards, multiple channels, it creates an illusion that they're seeing your marketing more frequently than is actually the case. So candidly, by only sending postcards to your farm area, you're actually making the marketing less effective because, and it's more expensive too, because you're not getting that benefit of all the marketing working together to reinforce each different channel. When a customer sees you in multiple channels, this is why going multi-channel is so important, it makes all the marketing work together like four strands of rope. So think of it like this, if a customer sees your postcards, I don't know, every two weeks and that's it, it's easy to kind of like put up the blockers and start to ignore that. You're just used to saying, oh, there is another one, there's another one, toss it out. And again, I'm all for postcards, but if they see your postcards even less frequently than every other week, for instance, but they also see you through a variety of other channels, they maybe see your billboard at the entrance of the community, maybe they get your email once a week or something like that, or maybe less often, it just depends. It's going to create the illusion that they're seeing you more frequently than is actually the case because they're getting doses of you here, there, and everywhere. First principle is when you concentrate on your geographic farm, do so through a variety of marketing channels, postcards, social media ads, maybe some door knocking, maybe events, maybe signage, just mix it up a little bit. The more, the better. And the second part I wanna talk about is just why geographic farming is so important right now. A, whoever has the listings lasts. Whoever controls the inventory controls the marketplace. Y'all know the adages when it comes to getting listings and I'm sure you're watching and thinking, yes, please, if I'm gonna get market share, I'd like to do so through some listings, please. Well, listing in terms of the decision-making process that the consumer goes through is different than buying, for instance. And here's why, picture it like this. If you're a buyer, what do you search for on Google? And the answer is typically properties. You're looking for homes for sale when you Google things. Homes under a million, homes in X area, uh, homes with pool. You're doing searches like that and it connects you to Zillow or Redfin or whatever else it does or a website or maybe you're, maybe you're running ads that's picking up those keywords and driving your website and is forcing a registration and you're getting leads. It's all about searching for homes. What do sellers search for? Well, they might search for homes because we know that roughly half of all buyers are sellers. And so maybe they're looking for properties. That could be the case. 
Uh, or it may be that they search for what their home is worth. That could be a, a lower intent signal that they're just curious and maybe doing some fact finding about what the market is or isn't because maybe they're thinking about something or maybe they just want to know what their home is worth. Or maybe, and what we also see behaviorally, is that sellers will search for agents. Who's the best agent in a specific area? Which is why your Google business profile is a really strong precursor to generating more listings. Because if you have reviews of happy sellers, that's just consistent with the search patterns of a seller on Google. Now, where am I going with this? It's, it's this. It's all about your brand when it comes to getting listings. It's all about earning the consideration of a seller. Now, on the buy side, it's a little bit different because buyers typically are looking for properties. And so in a lot of cases, they work with an agent because that agent was maybe assigned to the property through maybe they were a lead on Zillow or something like that. And they end up working with an agent just because of proximity to the property. It's, it, it often works like that. Now, not always, and I'm not saying that skills don't matter when it comes to buyers or anything like that. Don't, don't mishear me. I have a point about sellers I want to make uh, because skills definitely matter when it comes to buyers. And we also know that still a large percentage of buyers work through an agent by way of repeat referral per the last segment I talked about. But here's the thing. You see, when you're selling a property, you're more concerned about the process of, I want to work with the agent who's the most capable of bringing about the terms I want so that I can go buy what I want. When you're buying, it's more about what you want to buy. And so there's the house. I can see it. That's the one I want. There's an agent right here. Let's go get that house. If you got a property to sell though, like Here's the house in front of me and it's obstructing my view from what maybe comes next. And so I'm looking for the professional who can help me solve the problem of getting the home sold. And therefore your marketing has to position your brand to attract and cultivate trust so that they reach out to you. They know you, they see your signs, they see your postcards, they see you on a consistent basis. I think it's a really good time to double down on farming so that you are going deep and you're frequently reaching out to these homeowners so that when the time arises, that they may choose to list their properties for sale, you are properly positioned. You don't know when. There are all these different predictive analytics on seller scores and stuff like that. And candidly, some of them are maybe more accurate than others. But the truth is, you don't really know when somebody decides to sell. And so the solution is to be there 100% of the time so that whenever that time may be, you're still there on their consideration set, on the docket to get the interview, to get the listing appointment because you have gone deep in your marketing and haven't slacked off. Where would you double down in your marketing so you can gain market share? Let me know in the comments. And until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.